Good morning. Today on Boom Goddess Radio, I am the announcer, Andrea Goldmarks, with my special guest, Liddy Vagnarova, and my wonderful co-host, Bibi Peters. And today we have Liddy with us, who is focused on hormone health, and we love this. It's a practice that you can do on your own for just 30 minutes a day. Welcome, Liddy Vagnarova. We are so happy to see you with your beautiful posture sitting <laughs> here in our studio. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. I'm so glad because I began um, with hormone yoga, I guess it was around Thanksgiving time. And you might want to ask me, how did I come to Liddy and do um, hormone yoga? And actually what happened is I was talking to two of my own personal physicians, one osteopath on my primary care, and they had just come from a workshop with you downtown. I think one of them did, but the other one happened to be my personal physician who saw what happened while I was practicing hormone yoga. Of course, and we mm-hmm. share her, mm-hmm. and yes. we share her. <laughs> so that was a wonderful recommendation because very often people who are in regular Western medicine don't necessarily um, allow themselves to uh, necessarily experiment or endorse kind of alternative medicine. So you have become my role model for creating a gorgeous environment that feeds the body and the soul. And spoiler alert, the body, soul, and spirit are what gets to be aligned in a teaching with Liddy in ways that most of us have not even thought about. I agree 100%. (laughs) Tell me why you agree. What do you agree about that? Uh, Everything in our life is interconnected. We are different. We are individuals, but we are all interconnected together. And everything what happens in our mind and body goes together. You really cannot exercise, bad diet, and vice versa. And even if you do everything right and you are stressed beyond belief, it won't help much. So I agree that uh, nature feeds the soul. Exercise helps the body. And nutrition, food is medicine. Food is medicine. Mm -hmm. And when we look outside your beautiful studio... We see an incredibly beautiful garden, all of which is edible. Well, there are some plants that I wouldn't eat, but mostly (laughs) it's edible landscaping. That was the idea. But also, I am becoming bigger and bigger environmentalist. So it's been designed to feed butterflies and bees and uh, wildlife, birds. So it's the diversity that makes this garden so special. Yes, there are certain things you can't eat. Like what? Like, uh, and maybe you can eat them. I just never tried. But there are herbs and um, 
and the flowers like nasturtium that you can eat both leaves and uh, herbs that bloom beautifully and you can eat them but there are also hollyhocks and uh, snapdragons and maybe they are edible I just never tried (laughs) (laughs) so um, Liddy how did the idea and the passion for gardening can come about to you Uh, we know that you have a beautiful accent you can Mm -hmm. tell us where that is from but is the gardening and the connection to the earth back into your roots in Europe from your parents how did that evolve most definitely it came from my childhood I was born in Czechoslovakia right after Russian um, occupation and I it was there till I was 21 years old. So most of my life, uh, we were, most of, most of my youth, I was closed in Czech Republic. We couldn't travel much. Uh, there was really nothing too much exciting. And uh, it wasn't really happy times, but my grandmother had a little farm. She had uh, close to city where I lived. She had animals, she had flowers, and she was big on herbs. She taught me everything about gardening and I have most beautiful memories from that. And, you know, every time I do something in the garden, she's there with me. <laughs> that's such a that's such a wonderful image to have our people that we love there with us even as they've gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I share those memories as well because I was born in Poland and I was there until I was 11. And so I vividly recall my grandparents uh, having farms and gardens by their house and then farms a little further away. Mm-hmm. And being in the garden among the flowers and picking the vegetables and the herbs and going to the fruit orchards and just uh, experiencing all those things really set an amazing foundation in my body and in my mind. So I am so happy that we can remember those those pleasures together. Right, as opposed to growing up in the United States, as <laughs> I did, and the big deal was Wonder Bread <laughs> and other kinds of uh, other kinds of very well marketed things to eat that you might not have had in Europe. And I'm not so sure that that built strong bodies 12 ways with all the additives that they put in. So I think you ladies are at an advantage having a very natural, at least first, and in your case, two decades of of eating essentially organically. Well, that's true. We ate very organically and everything was scratched made. My grandma would never buy a pasta or she would buy a bread, but not pasta and uh, if anything came out of box, she would just ignore it. Ignore it, yeah, right. or say, "Why do you make your job, uh, your life easier by eating this?" And it really set roots uh, in me. But on the other side, we didn't have medical care that good, or right. medication at that time, or dental care. So, and I think they used a lot of uh, fertilizers or you know, chemicals they were not supposed to, but it's still going on today, right? Right, Right. exactly. Yeah, well, I guess that kind of thing did balance out. 
Um, can you connect the dots for us that took you to today? You know, I'm always uh, curious about people, how they choose their life paths, and we all have a backstory, mm -hmm. and that makes it so fascinating for us to understand how we emerge from our past and wind up here in Tucson, Arizona, in the present. So connect a couple of dots for us. Yeah, so like I said, I was growing up in Czechoslovakia, and in 1989 we had the Velvet Revolution. It was peaceful revolution that we got rid of communism in Eastern Europe and most countries. Uh, Berlin Wall came down and I was just on wave of hope and excitement going to these demonstrations and, and be there present for it. Uh, paradoxically, I, that I left. That was there for witnessing mm -hmm. history in a big yeah, way. Be, be part of that history too. And uh, my grandma was so excited about it. She was very sharp and kept um, looking at the news and newspaper. And she passed away when she was 97. So nice. all that, um, not good lifestyle, but being present, I think, having purpose in her life kept her, kept her well. Uh, but I left after revolution because I could travel now and nothing would stop me. Even and you were 21. I was 21. The age of adventure. Single? Uh, single, yet. And then uh, I would back back to Europe with my brother or with friends on bus. Uh, we would eat whatever we could pack in our backpack because we couldn't afford anything anywhere. But just to save money to go to Louvre and see Mona Lisa picture was my big dream. So I accomplished a lot of my dreams that way. And uh, I used to work in the research institute. I did the cells culture and tissue cultures. Were you educated to do that? Did you have to go to school for that? I was uh, studying um, animal sciences and agriculture. But the life brought me to, to lab where I started uh, technician and then I was junior scientist and at the same institute I met my husband who's chemist and he's scientist as well as well I don't consider myself scientist anymore <laughs> <laughs> but it's a background a humanistic scientist yeah. I would say yeah uh, and my husband got very many opportunities to travel and because he was really top-notch at what he was doing so we took all these opportunities and we lived in Denmark and and Sweden and we went to uh, many countries just to visit for a while we lived in Minnesota for three years that's and another country that's well, another country. that is right. another country comparing to Arizona that's right that's and right. then we came back to Czech Republic and then he took a job in Tucson Arizona and we've been here for 20 years and raised your family I raised my family here and um Mountains will never get old. Right, <laughs> that's the truth. Absolutely, we're surrounded by like five different ranges here. Mm -hmm. And every time I wake up and go outside, I feel that uh, enclosure in such a delicious and s special way. Right, like we're held like we're by held. these mountains. Yeah. Yeah, you can orient yourself when you get lost, and um, 
they even are though different. they're on a diagonal. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not exactly north, south, east, and west. They're on a diagonal. It took me a little while to adjust. but and They are never the same. They are changing in every time of daylight. <laughs> every season, every time of mm-hmm. uh, daylight, right? It's so fascinating and fueling, very spiritually mm-hmm. fueling, I think. So one day you came here and found a piece of property? Yeah, we lived in a, a nice modern house with a swimming pool and we had one acre property. We had a couple of rescue animals, rescued animals, and we're quite happy there, but uh, I had this dream that I have a big garden and more animals to rescue and a little farm like my grandma did. And I thought it would be great for children to be raised that way. Wow, what a dream. And so right after we come back, we're going to find out how that dream manifested with Liddy and her growing family. So we're back. I'm Andrea Goldmarks. I'm here with my co-host, B.B. Peters, and our wonderful guest with the fabulous posture, Liddy <laughs> Vagnerova. And she's here to talk about the special way that she has evolved yoga to include hormone balancing yoga. So let's go back to the dream and how it manifested in the new farm. So um, we had to rescue a horse that my daughter and I used to ride, and his owner was moving to Canada, and that horse was too old to be sold. Or uh, She basically said, can you take care of him? And we boarded that horse for a while. And turns out that the uh, situation in our family brought us to idea of doing less, living calmer and slower. And he purchased this farm uh, that is about four acres. It's in the middle of city, close to Oro Valley, so we didn't have to change school for children. We brought our horse, our rescue dogs, and there are more animals who were brought to us by different people, and we couldn't say no. And we built garden, and turns out we were wrong about living slow and easier because it's a lot of work. But I think we all love every minute of it. And I'm really grateful that my children could see where the food comes from, uh, being able to appreciate life and not to take things for granted. That's such a fabulous starting point. And, well, you know, we're always interested in how the actual specialty got started. So pick us up with the story about you getting involved in hormone yoga. How did that happen? So I was reading an article in newspaper, Czech newspaper, about hormone yoga. And the picture of Dina Rodriguez, the founder of hormone yoga, who was, I think, 88 or 89 at that point, was just amazing. So tell us about the origins of hormone yoga and how that got started for you. So um, 
I read the article, I saw a picture of Dina Rodriguez, and I was thinking that lady looks 20 years younger than she is. That good posture. Good posture, and also author mentioned that uh, she wouldn't sit down for interview because sitting is not good for us, and um, how vibrant she was and enthusiastic. And I thought... Um, it's really good idea to age gracefully and do something about it. But then, you know, I went on with my, with my life and I didn't find any teachers in the United States. But that article crossed my way a couple more times. And then somebody sent me um, the clip of that article. So it kept coming back and I started looking into it. And I even emailed Ina Rodriguez and I mentioned that I'm hypothyroid for 27 years on medication. Uh, started very young with that medication. And I, I was How always, old? I was old? around 22. Mm -hmm. And I was told that if I don't take that medication, I would not be able to have children. I have to say, I, before I took the medication, I had all the side effects of diagnosis. I was losing hair, gaining weight, even though I was always athlete and biking and running and I didn't change my diet. It was just incredible what happened. And I was able to control this with medication, but still suffered with low energy and not being able to sleep and miscarry. Uh, so I never knew that I could get off the medication. That wasn't my expectation. And this, baby, is a side effect that we hear about so frequently. I mean, the hair loss, the weight gain, the lack of energy, um, despite the eating well and mm -hmm. despite the exercising and like you running and, and biking. So this really captured your attention as it would capture any woman who was going through that. And by the way, do you know what the statistics are for women having hypothyroid? I really don't know. It's it's more than 50%. 50%. Wow. That's quite amazing. Wow. Right. So it begs the question how this arises in the first mm -hmm. place. Uh, you know, I know I know of a woman who was affected by the after effect of the Chernobyl mm -hmm. explosion and I don't know whether or not that affected you but incredibly very young women were being affected in Europe that way. I heard that theory. I was 14 at that time, I believe, and I remember it was raining and raining, and I was running in rain. It was nice summer day, early summer, and my mom said what happened, and she said, you shouldn't be even outside. And I also noticed that many ladies my age, same age category, has these problems. Yes. But again, thyroid is not only thyroid. It's always connected to something else as everything in our body. And also stress plays a big role in right, it. Right. And so, yeah. So take us to that um, moment where you connected with this amazing Dina mentor. Rodriguez. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I am forever uh, inspired by the 
vitality and the almost impossible feats that particularly women are capable of regardless of their age. So I can see why you were impressed and infatuated with what she was able to accomplish for herself. Mm -hmm. And how did the connection go? Did you actually communicate with her? Yes, I emailed her. Uh, if she knew about somebody in the United States, uh, if she knows a teacher here, and she said it's been a long time since she was teaching, but she doesn't have anybody in Arizona. And she said that I could buy her DVDs and books and start there. And as I mentioned, thyroid issues, she said, oh, you'll be fine, it will help. And I was really skeptic because I did yoga for 15 years. I purchased many materials about uh, thyroid-specific yoga. And uh, I really didn't expect that I will ever get off medication. But I did it for the vitality and, you know, preventing side effects of menopause. So I purchased the materials and started to exercise, and I have to say I was a little disappointed. First, it's different when you have to follow DVD and look in the book, and it's very complex training with breathing and everything. I wasn't sure I was doing it right, and um, just the idea of doing same thing every day for 30 minutes was really difficult for me yes. because my life was already busy with children animals job running and whatever i needed to do but then i figured i'm running since i was teenager uh, long distance running i have to say in two weeks i was sleeping well was first time in a long time that I slept through night without waking up and I was salt. And also I had bilateral carpal tunnel syndrome and it went away even though I work in physical therapy and we were doing everything for it for a year, it just went away. And it might be coincidence like skeptics say, but for me it was the biggest motivation. And I wrote again, email to Dina Rodriguez, thank you so much, I sleep like a baby and I'm great. And she kept saying, just do whatever you need to do and you will help your thyroid. And by the way, if you are so enthusiastic, maybe you would like to help others and train with me. And she mentioned that she has a bunch of location when she's gonna certify teachers. She's doing it by herself. Nobody else can certify teacher of hormone yoga. And at that point I was thinking she's gonna be 90 in summer, so. Stunning, I mean, amazing. I'll take the opportunity. And I picked up a training in Prague because it's in Czech Republic where I'm from. And it's been amazing amazing experience seeing this lady getting up and down on floor being 90 doing exercises with us for eight hours a day and being so sharp without glasses seeing people at the end of the room and saying you're not doing it right <laughs> and as a person she is so sweet she is truly my guru you can have wonderful conversation with her about life and you know parenting and then she turns into this strict teacher she doesn't let single mistake go by which is great because she wants only the best teachers to teach not her. to go off on a whole other tangent mm -hmm. but let's really listen carefully to the magic 
of mentoring Mm -hmm. and to finding each our own mentor, our own guru, having that particular relationship with somebody who knows more than we do, who's generous and able to share in terms of encouragement, motivation, role modeling, there's almost nothing better, I think, in the whole wide world. It's that really, that love between teacher and student Mm -hmm. that is also very healing in its own right. So you embodied that. (laughs) I could talk about you as my teacher (laughs) and, and the way I really came to be super motivated to continue the 14, many of which very difficult exercises for me. I'd like to focus a little bit on some of the magic, though, and I think a lot of the magic in this touching of the of the um, endocrine system, particularly the thyroid and the ovaries. Tell us a little bit about the breathing and why that's so essential in hormone yoga. Oh, breathing is something that we take for granted, and sometimes we think it's even boring when we focus on that. And if we focus on our breathing, we notice that we breathe very shallow or not at all sometimes. Holding the breath. Holding the breath and holding the tension. And one leads to other. It's a vicious cycle. When we are stressed, we breathe shallow. And when we breathe shallow, our body thinks that we are super stressed. So hormone yoga, like, it has roots in hatha yoga and kundalini yoga so it's nothing new but the abdominal breathing called bastrika in this um i'll say it again right abdominal breathing called bastrika i love (laughs) saying that word bastrika so this type of abdominal breathing helps to uh, clean lymphatic system helps to massage internal organs and glands Um, it helps to calm us down and it creates energy in our body that we use the way that we use it Um, so some of that might seem a little woo for some people but there is scientific (laughs) scientific uh, explanation behind that that the special type of breathing or humming or chanting or uh, vibrating of vibration the actual gland brings not only blood circulation but it helps to activate vagus nerve as well right so and tell us about the importance of the vagus nerve well vagus nerve is embedded in our body and it um, controls function not only of uh, endocrine system but many other systems and I'm not medical professional, so maybe I shouldn't. Well, talk I'll about also it. say that it does have a lot to do with our emotional reactivity, mm-hmm. our feeling of being safe versus our feeling of feeling threatened. Mm-hmm. And the kind of stress that we have sometimes is not a big threat, but like you say, we hold our breath and we don't necessarily keep our body relaxed and activated. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big benefits of hormone yoga. And I have a question to ask you about um, keeping track of your development with Dinah Rodriguez. Um, so when she worked with you, you began to sleep better. Mm-hmm. What else happened to you? What 
physical changes and improvements in your body did you see and did you ultimately come off the meds i'm really eager to know that um not ultimately i would never do that i work with my doctor who is very open-minded and i truly trust her and like her very much and she was um not saying like other doctors who happen to be my friends no this won't work you know you have to get real here she said yeah that's exciting good for you and so i had that encouragement from her as well and uh, after about three months i had my dose cut to a half so that was another encouragement for me i'm not gonna stop now and in 10 months i was off medication you were completely off i was completely off medication shocking 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 and it stayed uh, in the levels that i was on medication Uh, first couple of months it went uh, my tsh went a little bit up but it's been in ideal ranges and i off medication i don't take any medication maybe some supplements once in a while but uh, i'm not consistent with supplements either i know i'm not either <laughs> so i i was so excited about it that happened even before i saw dina in prague and because i was so excited i also signed up for hormone yoga this one sequence was for women and there is also hormone yoga for men and for diabetics oh, so i train hormone yoga oh. for diabetics which helps to um, bring more energy because these people have hard time with energy and helps to regulate blood sugar of course with diet and staying on medication um, it helps with digestion like there's nothing like experiencing something on your own self right Mm -hmm. to know that it's a miracle almost right you can hear other people tell you how much better they feel or what effect Mm -hmm. it had on them but when you have lived that path yourself and now to be the teacher of that oh my gosh well we'll come back in just a moment and talk a little bit more about Liddy and her amazing path to wellness We're back with Liddy Vodnirova talking about special hormone yoga. And I'm here with Bibi Peters and myself, Andrea Goldmarks. And we are full of questions about what kinds of experiences really lend themselves and what kind of people are readiest for hormone um, hormone yoga, what it involves. I know it's a long sequence of exercises and breathing. Tell us more. Oh, long. It's 30 minutes. It's not that long, really, but it's same it every seems day. long. It's a routine. <laughs> and Dina Rodriguez says for first three months, you should do it every day just because you get used to it. It becomes routine. You, you don't think habit. about it. You build a habit and you don't guess I'm going to do it tomorrow, or oops, not time, maybe tomorrow. So that helps. But 
I'm being realistic. So if people do it four or five times per week, I think it's still beneficial. Um, I think when I learned that method, I did it about seven times per day. And when I had great results, I even did it twice a day. But I stopped. It's really too much of energy. Yes. You yes. cannot go to sleep sometimes. <laughs> so it's 30 minutes of sequence. Um, that Talk includes, about the importance of the sequence. Uh, that's the sequence that we shouldn't add anything or take anything out because from the just, actual from the actual it? practice, it has about seven warm-ups exercises that take about five minutes. Whole sequence should take 30 minutes when you know how to do it. Of course, it takes more time usually an hour, people say an hour, but with consistent practice, they can, they can do it in 30 minutes pretty, pretty well. So sometimes people ask me if I have classes that they would drop in and see if they like it, but it's actually a sequence and you have to learn it whole. And it's really not about liking it or not, it's about being ready. And we have to have honest conversation with ourselves, what we want to change, why we want to change it, and what we are willing to do about it. Because it's a little sacrifice of your time, but for me, having that energy and freedom and feeling so great, 30 minutes in the morning is nothing. There's nothing more rewarding than feeling good. So the kinds of um, the kinds of signs uh, that plague people, women and men, what would you say? Were there any unexpected results? Well, like I said, you might get great sleep, more energy. Energy is the best. I think positive for me personally. I started to feel more feminine because I always did all those sports, mm. Um, mm. biking, skiing, long distance running, weightlifting to keep myself fit. But it brings more um, feminine appreciation in me and also gratefulness. When I finish this exercise, I feel like I can face the day and nothing's gonna get me. I feel protected if it makes sense. It does make sense, your own experience of success. And then there's the grace, and I think that's what you were heading about in heading toward and discussing the femininity. You you talked about Dina at 90 mm-hmm. whatever being able to get off, off the floor in a very graceful way. And that's so of yoga in general, the additional benefit of the breathing and the routine really kind of covers all the bases. And also visualization. Visualization is a big part of hormone yoga. And we have little talk with students about it and they don't get it sometimes well. They have to lay on the floor and imagine light. But there's a scientific um, proof that it works in physical therapy in um, cancer treatment if you we are what we say we are we become our words so when you in your head say (laughs) that you're cleansing yourself you are having good energy it really works well the the old um trick that we teach people you know you say imagine a lemon can (laughs) you feel what a lemon feels like on your tongue 
And most people without a lemon anywhere in the room can feel that way mm -hmm. that that kind of acidic lemon feels in the mouth. So if we can imagine lemon, we can imagine light. And if we can imagine clearing mm -hmm. and healing, that that's a great benefit as well. And also memories. If you have memory that brings your heart rate up and you feel really upset and maybe your face turns red or pale, then good, good thought, positive thought can bring positive results for your body. And I'm so impressed with, and uh, our uh, listeners can find this information on your website, which mm -hmm. we'll share the URL for. But it's so many different things that hormone yoga is um, beneficial for. And those include particularly for women 50 plus and men as well, but women 50 plus, things like PMS and painful periods and uh, urogenital dryness, low libido. That's a huge issue, right, for mm -hmm. women, uh, women in that age group. Also, hot flashes, and we experience hair loss as we age, and brittle hair and uh, nails. And I'm taking now some um, some uh, product for that for my hair. But uh, so I'm really interested in hearing more about all of this, and also includes things like hot flashes and dry skin and acne and anxiety and depression. It almost, um, and weight gain, it seems like such an incredible array of possible benefits that our bodies and our minds and our spirits can gain from that. Mm -hmm. I am so glad to know about you, uh, Liddy, and the beautiful healing therapies that you bring to people in our community. And so let's talk a little bit about how people can reach you. What is the best way to find you? Oh. Like you said, my website, I have also ads in Natural Awakenings or different magazines. What is that website? Uh, What's the it's com. Lydia is spelled L-Y-D-I-E. L-Y-D-I-E. Hormoneyoga.com. And also there's my phone and um, people can call me or text me and I always try to respond back. I have a Facebook page also, Lady Hormone Yoga, that I post some information about classes and events and Instagram account. Awesome. And what's your phone number? Uh, my phone number is 520-822-7397. One more question. Mm -hmm. And that is, what is the best way to get started with you? Is it individual classes or, I mean, individual one-to-one -one for a while and then a small group class? Or can somebody learn it just as well in a small group? Uh, both. It depends. Uh, I tend to keep my groups uh, six to eight people because I want to pay attention to everybody. And it's really not possible to do it with 30 people in the room maybe in the future <laughs> we get to be like dina uh, many people chose personal sessions because they are 
very busy. They are doctors. They have careers. So I'm very flexible with that. Or some people choose semi um, or or semi private classes. Usually sisters or moms and daughters, and it's beautiful. And I love to do those because mm. they connect. Uh, like never before, uh, it brings them together, and it's wonderful for me to be witness of that, wow. as being a mom myself. That's right, <laughs> so you know what that's like. Well, we are so happy to have you connected with us, and now connected with our listeners. So thank you so much, Liddy Wagnerova. I love saying your name. Yeah, I know. Wagnerova. I know. It's so stylish and sexy, <laughs> it's right? So, it's a very <laughs> sensual name. Yes. So Liddy Wagnerova, thank you for joining us in our studio today, and we look so forward to hanging out in your be- your beautiful studio in the mountains. Thank you so much. Come to Sea Garden anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. It was a pleasure to have you. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com, and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs.